Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Okay, here it is, episode 47 with Samantha Kelly, aka the Tweeting Goddess. So just before we get into the main episode, I want to do a quick roundup. Touch on last week's episode, Shane Craddock, episode 46. It was very, very positively received. Got a lot of new connections and followers as a result. Shane did a great job at promoting it himself as he's active on Twitter and on LinkedIn. And he's had a busy week uh, himself uh, doing some seminars. So that's brilliant. Thanks, Shane. And I know if we get back together in 2018 we will have both agreed to make the the sound quality better. Maybe we'll do it in person, which would obviously help. Also last week, I released uh, the blog post of the 11 productivity tips that I had put out in the podcast a few weeks ago. Thanks to those who have commented and shared that out. Trello and meditation seem to be two that stick out or have been commented on the most which is really cool. Uh, Trello, again, are not paying me for promoting their tool or their uh, productivity software, but I don't care. It's, uh, it's certainly helping me, and the version I use is free, so I'm not paying them either, so that's okay. And thanks to the reader that, or to the reader of the actual document uh, or the post for getting in touch and identifying a couple of typos that I missed, I am absolutely typo manic in that uh, i tend to always leave a few in there even though i have been using another tool called grammarly of late which identifies grammar and spelling mistakes even better than what you might do in a word document which is good but it missed those two but uh, thanks to the the lady that got in touch i do appreciate it no offense taken anything that i can do to make it better is certainly welcome and just quick look forward episode 48 uh, next week's episode is lined up and it is with a well-known chef in ireland a very well-known one and i put a call out some que- for some questions on uh, on facebook a couple of weeks ago uh, thanks to those who sent those in i will certainly put those to this person when they come to cork uh, next week and record the episode with me fingers crossed all going well you never know these uh very popular people sometimes can get sidetracked but uh yeah all going well and that will be episode 48 and 49 and 50 will come shortly afterwards as things would typically go in that direction and then i'll wrap it at 50 so all done hopefully by the end of the year all right back to today's show and it is as i said with samantha kelly aka the tweeting goddess knowing samantha and her 42,000 plus followers on Twitter and another 10,000 plus on the Women's Inspire Network that she has founded. I'm really excited uh, from an experimental way as well as from the perspective of how good the content is to see what sort of numbers actually listen to this. We put out the, the Friday 5 on Friday and uh, that was well received and yeah it'd be interesting to see how much of numbers connect in on this and for those that do that come along for the first time thanks so much for doing that please subscribe to the show because that is really what is 
beneficial to me and that it helps others get to hear it so there's my little plug for subscription take a second out right now to do it and thanks very much okay back to the story uh, samantha and i met in october did a video skype and we certainly had some good banter during the the 35 40 minutes she's really open and honest on how this twitter journey started for her uh, that wasn't a big plan but as soon as she got into the mechanism of understanding how it all works she saw the value that it could bring and certainly then turned it into a business she's become a social media strategist an award-winning one at that she's talked at conferences all over the world she was in hong kong and new zealand earlier this year next year she's going to san diego it's really amazing the stuff that she has done in this space over the last few years and as i said already setting up a, a women's inspire network which she aims to become the biggest women's network globally uh, high goals but why not and samantha certainly talks about a vision board that uh, i'm actually kind of using now myself to dream big and you set those goals and work towards them so very inspirational stuff we also during the conversation talked about a number of different topics one that came up was type 1 diabetes samantha's daughter has uh, the disease and it actually was the first time i suppose that we talked about this on the podcast i actually am a type 1 diabetic as well something that happened to me in my mid-30s and we talked a little bit about that it was really interesting that it just came up and she has given me some really good inspiration to potentially talk to others in this area and maybe bring some of them onto the podcast to get into the, the condition of type 1 diabetes maybe next year something to to look at but yeah that's one thing that we talk about and so much else i shall stop now and cut over to the show with samantha kelly really enjoy it guys and i hope that you will come back for next week's episode Thank you and good luck. Hey, welcome folks. It's another episode of the 1% Better Podcast. And in this episode, I am delighted to be talking with none other than the tweeting goddess herself, Samantha Kelly. Samantha, good good morning. Good morning and thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. So just before we uh, got to talk, uh, doing my research, I did a quick Google search for the tweeting goddess. Guess how many uh, search results came up? Don't know. 357,000 search results. <laughs> so that's pretty good, I'd say, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so so that that's something I, you know I think has been a massive success story. You You are a social media strategist and... I know recently when we were starting our connection, I think you were in New Zealand and Hong Kong at the time um, doing a bit of a world tour. Yeah, it was mad. It's mad. And, you know, you said social media strategist. I actually, I don't know how to describe myself because it sounds a bit, it's just a posh word for I love social media and I'm really good at it. Yeah, well, that's, 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 that's breaking it down to layman's terms as well yeah um, and i think that's the problem with a lot of people they don't use layman's terms and i think twitter and social media in particular is all about getting your message really clear to someone who might not understand the lingo and and i think a lot of people make the mistake of putting the lingo and forgetting about their audience that they might not understand the lingo yeah, yeah. the the, stra the social media strategies piece has to be probably in there for the business world like you know to kind of uh, you know fit in with that jargon i suppose um, yeah yeah 
what does a typical day look like for you now or even a, a week because a day probably goes past so quickly monday to friday what's a week in the life as as you saw earlier like you know what what happens is um i try not to put the computer on till nine o'clock uh because the school run and all that kind of stuff i have two girls mm-hmm. um um, and then usually it's about planning. I have I have the old fashioned whiteboard here beside me. I love my whiteboard. Yeah. Um, I also have um, my content cal, which is where I schedule my tweets and stuff. So it's all about planning. Um, I do a bit of planning on the Sunday night, if I'm honest. And then um, I have I'm, I just check all my accounts, make sure everything's okay, make sure my clients are okay, that 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 everything has gone out as planned, and that. I don't need to engage with anyone because social media is all about engagement. So it's important for me. I do jump in a lot into my clients' accounts and depending on what time it is. So 10 a.m. would be a busy time. Uh, coffee break, um, all that kind of time and lunchtime. And then I make sure that uh, everything is in order, basically. And it, it can be quite isolating, you see, as well. because I work from home so I, because I live in Wexford. Uh, so a lot of my meetings would be in Dublin, so I try and squash them all into one day. It, 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 I'd be exhausted at the end of it, but I'm very lucky. I have a team of seven now, wow. and my team keep an eye on things while I'm doing all the razzle dazzle stuff, which Brilliant. could be speaking or you know, I would be invited to a lot of events, but I can't go to all of them. I'm only one person. I haven't managed to do a, a, a double of myself yet. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of a mixture, but most weeks would be me at home you know working away and then I try and get out with the dogs if I can and then I stop at three o'clock which is the after school run time and I'm trying to get that work-life balance thing so I try and spend time with my daughter my 11 year old and then I kind of start work again between 9 and 11. So you do 9 and 11 at night? I do because that's the busiest time. Busiest time in the US and local here as well I suppose people are checking. Yeah. Yeah yeah okay no that makes sense. So it's quite busy. So just before we came, started recording, you mentioned you got a tweet from Mark Hamill. Is that just an, something that happens on a normal day, like uh, you know Luke Skywalker sending you tweets and things like that? No, it's just I, I just started following him and I engaged with him a couple of times and then he sent me a direct message once. I nearly died. Oh, my God. I was so happy. And this is the beauty of Twitter in particular. You yeah. can reach out and start building relationships with influencers, people you admire, um, and, and you just don't know. I mean, these guys are human beings too. So, you yeah. know, you just, no, they do notice, like, if you really want to start engaging with an influencer, start retweeting their tweets, start commenting, and eventually, like, they will notice you and they will start engaging with you, you know? Hmm. Have you done any kind of psychology research into how people get connected in in the whole area of twitter so like just like that as you said and i'm learning from you already this morning but just retweeting influencers you know that's Mm -hmm. bound to make them feel good about themselves and that gives you know you more of a chance to get connected other kind of approaches or techniques that you've learned or researched yeah there's loads um this is all from my own experience so when i started out on twitter i was lonely and the kids were in bed asleep and it was between 9 11 p.m so it was the busy time and i just started talking to people and i noticed if someone with a big following followed me or mentioned me it made me feel good so i said obviously i must do the same for someone else if 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 i help them out if they're starting out and they give them a retweet so i do know it's all about how you make people feel 
and it's so important and I don't think businesses realize that enough as well um that that you know it's it's all about social media I think business in general is all about how you make the other person feel so there's a lot of listening involved there's a lot of um helping others involved being kind like don't be putting up controversial negative stuff and I've just learned this as I've went along but definitely for me that's what's worked is helping others and sharing your knowledge as well so you don't have to give away all your secrets but anything that you have to share like twitter tips or whatever it is you're the expert in so let's say you're a solicitor if you can start sharing tips about law or the top five things to think about before you start a business things like that what do your customers want mm. start putting out stuff that they want and they will become your own army of marketeers cool nice one do you remember when you were very young what your earliest memories were of my earliest memories were of going with my big brother um, fishing, mm. um, stuff like that. I always enjoyed the outdoors. I always thought my brother was so cool. He's three years older than me. And uh, my earliest memories would be of just thinking he was cool, really. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to hang out with him. Um, I, I suppose nature was always a big uh, feature in my life uh, I, I grew up in Talla okay. um, which was down the road from Blessington which was the countryside then right. so we used to go to Blessington a lot uh, myself and my brother and gosh when I think about it and, and our walk into Talla village um, as children on a Saturday with our pocket money that was always a lovely memory for me um, imagine like letting your kids walk to <laughs> When you think about it now, there's no way I'd let my child walk walk uh, a mile into the village like on a road, you know, at that age. like, And then going to see Star Wars, of course, when I was six, that was the best. Oh, brilliant. It's funny how it all connects back in. Do you remember when you were growing up when you first had an idea of what you would like to, to become? Yes, I remember hearing uh, singers on the radio and thinking they always sounded really happy and I wanted to be happy and I wanted to be famous. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to be a DJ. So I had, you know, the recorder, the cassette recorder and I used to play the songs and then I'd record my voice going and that was Hot Chocolate who were singing and I used to pretend to be a DJ. So there you oh. go. <laughs> well, the famous part certainly has come true. Anyway, can you Can you sing? A little bit. Okay, I'm not going to ask you to break into song, but uh, maybe <laughs> maybe at the end. Um, so back to Twitter. Do you remember your first tweet? What you sent? I do. I actually looked it up. Um, you can actually look up your first tweet. I can't remember the oh. uh, site, but if you Google how to find your first tweet, you'll find it. Um, I think it was, "Hi guys, I'm really excited about my new website coming soon." Okay, and when when you discovered Twitter or when when you know when you heard about it originally, did did you instantly get it? Did you nope. have to think? No, no, had a clue, Rob. Rob, what I did was uh, my sister put me on Twitter because she was she's very cool with web web design and stuff like that. And she goes right, you have to you start going on Twitter now, and I'm like, what on earth is that? I barely had a Facebook page. Mm. And she said, just start talking to people and start following others. So I started following people I admired first, um, you know, like uh, Theo Pafitas, people I knew from TV, like yeah. dragons, people in business. And then I started following moms and, and I just started figuring it out. And I just, uh, luckily enough, I got really, really good on it and it came naturally to me. Mm, very good. 
and I guess when when you started out and started to build your followers, did you start then setting yourself kind of goals to to get to the next X amount, or or did you build your own? And I don't want to use the strategy word there, but plan. Did you come up with a plan? No. No. I'm being honest. Yeah. I had no plan. I had no plan. I just loved people. I still love. I love people, and I loved the power of Twitter, the fact that I could reach a global audience. Like I started talking to, when, the first business I had was a gift box for girls when they came into puberty, right? So mm-hmm. it was a bit of a taboo topic. So I started talking to other people in that business and I started kind of asking them questions. And, and then I started, I, so I didn't realize it, but I was building a community around me of like-minded people. Right. Um, so I started talking, next thing they were saying, oh, let's do a Skype call. So I, next thing I was on the, a Skype call to America. Right. And I, I, I'd never been to America and I, this was like so cool for me. And and I started building relationships all over the world in that space, in that space of moms and doctors and nurses and psychologists. And, you know, I started building that um, network around me. And then I found that lone fathers were the, my biggest customers, right. and which makes sense, really. Mm. But, um, you know, and then I started writing. I, I had a friend who was a lo- who was a widower and he had three teenage daughters when his wife died. So he had to go through all that himself. So I actually and he's a poet and a writer. So I asked him to write a blog post for me okay. about his experience. And next thing, the Jean Marie show rang me and asked, could they interview him? You know, and it, so it did. He had a book coming out, so it was perfect for him. But also, I realized the power of Twitter that I was being watched and that someone really liked that article enough to him to go on radio and talk about his experience Mm. so not only did i help myself and my own business i also helped him because it helped him with his profile and also other people listening to the show it helped them because they were able to identify there was other men that went actually i had to do all this for my daughter too and it was just opened the power of that opening up that whole world of helping others but at the same time promoting my business just by by putting out good content. That's when I realized the power of having a good story and good content. Mm. So kind of, I had no strategy. No, it just kind of, it kind of flowed. Now, don't get me wrong. It was, a, it is a roller coaster owning, running a business, especially I had no money when I started, nothing. Yeah. I was a lone parent on social welfare when I started. And I, I still to this day think it's, it, the, one of the things I feel strongly about is when biz, people want to come out of the poverty trap, which where I was, it was very difficult for me to do because even if you want to get a loan from a um, you know a loan for your business, you have to match fund yeah. most of the time if okay. you want to get a grant. People say, oh yeah, we have grants for this, we have grants for that, but hang on, you need like if you want a grant of five thousand, you need to have another two thousand five hundred. So. Okay. Where do you get that money? So I, it is something, a bit of a bugbear of mine, and it's something mm. that I, the more powerful I get, and sorry, that sounds terrible, the more powerful I get, the more influential I get, it's something that I will be striving to 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 look at or get them to look at, you know? Um, and that's where building a community around you is gives you more power, you know? So if you build a community of like-minded people around you, whatever business you're in, Rob, you create a, a, a group of people who are powerful hmm. with influencing other decisions and stuff yeah pow- power in numbers and it's uh you know there's a lot of momentum grows by by the sounds of things and, and certainly from talking to other guests that done something similar and when it's all yeah. for a good cause yeah you know it, uh, it certainly it certainly helps 
just on that as well like sometimes people are doing things for for selfish reasons or whatever i guess when it when you're doing it for a good cause and you're you're wanting to help others yeah do you have less of a a sense of fear in that or or holding you back uh, I, it's what i'm trying to connect to is you know some people may be going on to, to facebook or twitter and putting out stuff that's self-serving they might have that negative voice in their head saying oh i don't want to do this and people will think bad of me but when you're doing it for that greater good do you do you feel a bit freer doing it yeah but i i tell you look nobody's going to know what you do or who you are unless you tell people yeah okay i've had loads of people say oh who does she think she is oh i wish she'd ever shut up i mean you said yourself that 300 and whatever fifty-seven thousand. Yeah. Uh, you know but i mean you know what they i'm everywhere but you know what that's good because who's the first person that they think of when it comes to twitter it's tweeting goddess yeah. it's not someone else mm-hmm. because i'm the first person people think of so if you want people to see you as the person to go to for a particular thing you need to tell people about it and you know it's not me 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 what i'm doing is i'm putting out good content i'm putting out i'm helping others so people see that so they don't mind the people that matter don't mind and the the people that try and drag you down and give out about you i just block them you know yeah you have the control to to do that i love imagine being able to do that in real life (laughs) yeah i was obviously watching last night some tv show and they were able to mute everybody around them when when they didn't want to hear the noise around them but i don't think we've invented that just just yet uh, well, my daughter actually is hearing impaired and she says when she gets annoyed she turns off her hearing aids <laughs> in in the early stages when you are getting if there was negative reactions or people giving out or whatnot how, did 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 you have to develop a thick skin for that or was it something that bothered you at the start or have you always been good at turning away from that Oh, God, no, I wasn't always good at it at all. No, no, there were times I was in tears, Rob. Right. Um, but I got used to it, and I suppose I developed a bit of a thicker skin, yeah, because I realized the people that I really cared about, um, like, and the people who are leaders, the, the top people that you see, that you admire, that we all admire, mm. they have gone through all this as well. So they started messaging me. They saw what was happening, and they started messaging me with support. And they started saying, like, like, you know, just don't just ignore them. You know, they're just jealous. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. And so that really helped me as well. Okay. And just on that, is there any influencer, mentor that really stands out or a couple that have helped you at certain points where you were in those negative places? Yeah. Uh, Bill Yao, uh, he's co-founder of Coder Dojo. Coder Dojo, yeah. Yeah. Bill Yao is a wonderful man. He's okay. lovely and he's been very good to me. Um, um, he's my mentor and, well, he's kind of my ofi- unofficial mentor, he'll tell you. <laughs> he's lovely, right? Um, and then, they're, like, his daughter is diabetic type 1 and so is my daughter. So that's okay. how the emotional connection there kind of helped us connect initially. Um, and then there's Tony Ennis in Wexford. He's my mentor. I did a Start Your Own Business course uh, years ago and we just became I went back to him when I had my business idea and he's just been really good to me very kind yeah. to me as well and Gwen Clayton she helps me to focus she's in Cork and Kinsale as well and um, there's a, I have a few people around me uh, Mary McKenna has been very, been very supportive she's to America um, there's a lot of people Marissa Carter Coco Brown I mean I remember she got some grief so she, when she saw me getting grief she kind of messaged me and she was very supportive as well and she was also very supportive when I was crowdfunding for my my book tweet your way to success which mm. was my first book um 
but um I, i'm not going to push that because to be honest I, I i don't like it anymore and i want to do a new one so okay. you know but at the time it was great brilliant know? no it's but great yeah, to, to do that what? It's brilliant to have your own book out there, to and now even how, how looking, and you're looking at something there, and then to to know, I guess, isn't it brilliant to do it, but also to uh, to know now you can do better because you've, you know, yeah. you, you can grow yeah, from you it. See, like. I see so many changes with Twitter Whoa. as well. You see, I think if I was going to do another one, it would be like how to build relationships that last or something like that. Mm. You know, I don't know, and um, be something not just about Twitter. You know. Yeah, it's interesting there. You mentioned type one diabetic. I'm actually a type one diabetic as well. Um, oh my God. I only got diagnosed about four or five years ago as an adult, which is kind of a a rare late adult onset. Late, yeah. late adult onset. Uh, and uh, it's been interesting to kind of um, to to come to grips with it. Like I'm quite active and fit and do a lot of running anyway, which helps. Otherwise, it'd be it'd be much more difficult. And I yeah. didn't really have that much of a sweet tooth um in the past but i'm actually uh i reached out to the, the roar god and gone blank and it now steve redgrave he nice. uh, he actually is an olympic roar that's won four gold medals and he got diagnosed yeah. with type one in his mid-30s and he was able to continue on doing that reached out to him to try and get in touch if he'd be interested in doing a, a an episode around type one diabetes and diabetes in general he hasn't got back yet but hopefully but i think that whole area is something that I'd love to kind of get more involved in talking about uh, as well down down the well, road. I can for... connect you with um, a guy in America. Am I diabetic? Stuart is his name, and I can connect you with Emma, who does Emma yoga with Emma, and she's in Ireland here, and she's type one diabetic. So there's a few that I would know of, like because I do connect with that community too. So I could actually connect you with them on Twitter if Please you do. want. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Emma would love to do a, an interview with you because she does yoga and stuff. You know? Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. Um, so this is how this is how it all works you see rob mm. because i happen to know these people and, and Stuart in america in particular he's always looking for stories yeah. of people with diabetes so i think um my daughter sent one in once you know okay. like it's like i i think um this is where connecting with like-minded people comes into it for yourself because twitter is wonderful for business and everything but you also want to connect with like-minded people that you're like about things you're passionate about whether it's running or yeah. you know um, my daughter's hearing impaired so I'm in touch with the deaf community <clears throat> like there's lots of different communities there that you can tap into and also I love Star Wars so I have friends that love Star Wars yeah. and when Aliens 2 comes on the TV we start talking about Aliens 2 so you have to make it fun as well it's not all about business 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 it's about Absolutely. showing your own letting people in a little bit and, and having fun as well yeah, you know? yeah no you're the first person I talked to, to about the, the type 1 on the podcast because it never came up before and I you know I don't I'm conscious as well not to try and be beating a drum around it but it is something I do want to talk about more and to try and you know raise a bit more awareness there's been lots of advances but uh it uh, yeah it's certainly i well, think there's a stigma in a little bit of a way around it because i know people that have it from a young age that haven't even told um <gasps> others and it's like it's I not know. your fault it's nothing you've done wrong it's genetic like you know so or it's, well, you know. let me tell you my mom my dad my sister my brother have it okay wow it's in my family so, you know, it's in my family big time. But for I know um, this is not about diabetes, but the, it's important though, Rob, because what you're saying there now is you now you know an influence, two influencers, mm. Billy Yao and me, yeah. who would probably be interested in helping you if you do decide to do something. So just Brilliant. keep that in mind. Yeah. So if you decide to do 
a podcast on diabetes, for example, or we start doing a Twitter hashtag on, I mean, there's so much you could do if that's what you're passionate about. But then, you know, like other things, you know, you have to think, okay, you know, it's all very well. I'm very passionate about women and um, isolated working at home like me. So I created the Women's Inspire Network. Yeah. And what we did was I created um, a hashtag on Twitter and then I had a Facebook group. The Facebook group was 8,000 members, but I was exhausted, Rob. Yeah, yeah. So you have to find a way that's going to go with your passion, but also help you make a living as well because you can give and give and give. But then at the same time, I need to... Um, I'm just distracted. A robin has just come to my doorstep. I always think it's my dad coming to visit when a robin okay. comes. Um, but you know, it's like he's just looking at me there. Yeah. <laughs> so I must. Um, but anyway, um, it's like you know, it is important to look after yourself. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, and self care is huge as well. So that's why I created the Women's Inspire Network. And so now I charge twenty a month, and we do webinars, and that's the one that's on eleven. Like we do webinars every week, and. Okay. We do coffee mornings online. So, I mean, there's an element there. Maybe you could do a diabetic online coffee meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, 2018 is certainly a year that I'm planning to kind of go to the next level. 2017 was all about trying to get the podcast up and running and build a network. And, and that's been working. And me talking to you, to somebody that is so well known in the Twitter world, has been, you know, is great. Um, so sorry for the tangent on type 1 oh, no, diabetics. I don't mind that. Actually, that's important because it gives an example of what, what's possible for people on social media media you yeah. know you can chase your passion on social media and grow a community around you excellent no that sounds it's, it's a really good takeaway um just around presentation skills is something that comes up a lot talking to guests and the fear of, of doing that you now do it a lot were you a natural from the get-go have you developed it grown how, how have you improved <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love, love it. the razzle-dazzle. Okay. That's what Tony Ennis, my mentor, always said, says, okay, I know the razzle-dazzle part you can do fine. He said, but now you need to learn about looking at numbers and cash flow. And I'm right. like, oh, I don't want to look at that. And he's like, you need to look at this part because <laughs> I love the razzle-dazzle. I used to sing years ago, so I'm, way, I'm well used to the stage. Okay. Um, I do notice I say M a lot, though. That annoys me. So that's something I have to look at. It's hard to take those things out in, in live uh, in live environments when when you're doing a radio show or podcast it's uh it's it's easy to take it out afterwards but but you do like it's like anything when i did this at the start i listened to my own voice back and i was embarrassed almost but you get so used to it you, you kind of forget it and you just hear hear that the crutch words a little bit more then as well but it but but it, it was never a problem for you you're always confident and preparing yeah. for a presentation and things like that is there huge effort that goes into that or do you naturally just uh be well i tailor it for each event yeah okay. i tailor it for each event but most mostly it's the same basic stuff um it depends on whether it's an event i'm going to be speaking at social media marketing world in san diego yeah. uh, nice in one. march which was fantastic that's like the top top one but then social media so much is in dublin definitely that's one for the diary if anyone's listening that's interested in social media so keep an eye on social media summit.ie Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when I like presentation, that presentation will be about um, turning conversations into conversions. So that's important. And that's an important topic. So I'll be doing a whole presentation around that, a new one. Okay. Yeah. 
Excellent. Looking forward to that. You tweak as you go. You tweak as you go because the more you learn as you go as well. I mean, for example, Twitter Live did, wasn't around. Remember sure. it starts now. I'm now when I'm at an event, I actually encourage people to take their phones and do a Twitter Live. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's it's great. Like because the the live streams has kind of come to all social media platforms now. It's almost yeah. trying to figure out which is the the right one to use at the right time. Okay, I'm conscious of time as well. I know you have another session coming up soon. Just a few maybe other ones. If somebody has no Twitter account, right, what, what, like how would they get going with Twitter? What would be the, the best way for them to get it set up and try and you know, identify their first circle of followers? Okay, well, first of all, on my YouTube channel, I have a video how to create a Twitter account. Okay. okay? And that gives loads of tips on that, and that's free. So um, you the first thing to do is decide, are your audience there? Okay, they might not be on Twitter. Um, you're talking about age 35 to 55, okay. uh, the demographic, and then the highest growing demographic are the over 55s. Well, okay. Yeah. So if you're maybe in the hotel space, for example, you know, for the, you know, golden years breaks or whatever, like Twitter is a great place to be right. um, for sales, for online clicks to sale. Um, but, you know, if 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 your audience are age 30, 16 to 35, you're, you need to be on Snapchat and Instagram. Okay. You know, Instagram, definitely. If you're in the beauty space, if you're in the, the you know, anything like that, weddings, stuff like that, mm. Instagram is where those customers are you know you need to find where you're now business to business so linkedin twitter are the best b2b platforms so all the small business owners are hanging out on twitter if you want to connect with small business owners you need to be on twitter and actively on twitter because um there's so many hashtags twitter chats you can join in so when you start out decide where are your audience there and um, make sure your branding is all the same put a nice uh, picture of you or your logo and then on the header put a picture of the team okay. um, of, or of you uh, doing something else. So it, you don't necessarily have to be doing business or maybe if you're a presenter, have a photograph of you presenting, sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you go, go and look at my Twitter bio and profile, uh, tweeting at Tweeting Goddess, you can see I, I have, it's a humorous, you know, you think about would I follow me? Yeah. Would I click follow? Would I be interested in following this person? Are they going to add value to my day? So how are you going to add value to your audience? Make it attractive. I don't mean make sure you're good looking. I mean, make it attractive as in, you know, that someone's going to want to click follow because once they click follow, they will see your tweets. And once you start building your followers, they're your army of marketeers. Okay, some really good ones. And definitely uh, I'll put a link to the to the to the video in, in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Thanks. It's obviously you love what you do right now. That would be fair to say. Yeah. What other job would you love to do if you were not tweeting goddess and if there wasn't uh, this, you know, explosion in in and around you there? What else would would you love to do? TV presenter. TV presenter. You're yeah. you're working towards that, I'm sure. Though it's 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 on the on the path, is it? I don't know. I I. I... TV. I always want. I love. I loved. I was a radio presenter at one stage. I'd love to do radio as well. But I love. Um, I just love um, making. I love listening to Phil Cawley. I love the music he plays, and he 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 said he he can make you can make someone happy by your voice. Um, you can change someone's day with what you're talking about, and I love that that power mm. of imagine the power of being able to help someone and change their day. Um, so yeah, I suppose TV presenter. I'd love to have a TV show about women in business or whatever. But then again, I kind of do that with my crowdcasts already. Yeah. 
So the one that we have at 11 o'clock is all about social media analytics. And, you know, I'd be interviewing someone, so I kind of have my own show, yeah. really. It's just, it's, um, and that's probably where TV's going to go anyway. So you just don't know. You yeah. just never know. That That is it. I was just thinking yesterday, the whole new media world that we're, we're yeah. in like you are you know you have the power to create your own choice just not sitting on a you know on a studio in, in montrose i suppose that's the, yeah. the only difference so so th- i think that uh that's becoming reality how do you set goals and do you have you your goals for 2018 planned already uh, no, but I'm doing a course with Shane Craddock. Um, okay. It's on the 8th of December and it's about, uh, it's all about, it's called Blueprint and it's all about planning for the next three years and for 2018. So I'm going to be doing that. But also I have a vision board. Right. Okay. I have a vision board and on my vision board, it's on Pinterest. So you can go and have a look at it if you want. Okay. And on that vision board, and I've made it open on purpose to kind of inspire others. Mm. So on that vision board, I had uh, stop smoking. I had, you know, I want to look like Nike girl, uh, you know, all those kind of um, yeah. aspirations. And then I also have a, a picture with money. I have a picture with America. I have a picture with, so I have all these things that I want to do um, I also have a picture of Michelle Obama I'd love to get her to Ireland to speak okay you never know I got Absolutely. Ted Rubin over and Mary Smith so you know I, I'm kicking off things on my vision board so yeah um create a vision board so if you don't want to do it on Pinterest and you don't you can make it private but you know have a, a whiteboard with what it is you want to do and just keep looking at that every day um like I had on my whiteboard build the biggest global online network for women in business brilliant so that's what I intend to do. Yeah, no, I'm a firm believer in uh, putting goals out there, visualizing them, and and working towards them. I think if you don't, you're not going to. De- you're definitely not going to achieve them if you don't do that. And I think uh, the more you get into that habit, the the better. For, yeah, for sure. And it's so satisfying when you tick them off. You know, it's like, oh my god, I did that. I actually did that. You know. Yeah, it's great. It's funny though. Like it, it almost becomes like I'm looking at my whiteboard here that I have behind me and I've put up goals and stuff like that and I said I wanted to do 50 podcasts by the end of the year but at the start of the year I was like that is bonkers but now it's like oh yeah that's fine you know as you kind of get closer to it it becomes almost uh, you become just a bit blase uh, about it but the 28 ones are already beginning to scare me so, so I'm looking forward to that uh, <laughs> I think the more bonkers they are uh, the better you know it's like well why not like i didn't know i was going to go to america i didn't know i was going to be asked to speak in new zealand i actually didn't think that would happen at all to be honest i thought it would fall through and then next thing i know i'm on a plane and i don't even like flying i'm like oh my god i'm on a big plane going to new zealand it was so funny oh so there you go you just don't know do you take time to reflect on these these things do you know, actually, I probably don't enough. It's only when sometimes someone says it back to me, I go, oh, yeah, I did that, yeah. Because I'm just so busy and it's like I'm moving all the time. But um, I'm very lucky. I'm nine years in recovery. I'm in AA, so like I, I actually go to meetings. So that's kind of my time to sit and be quiet. Okay. <laughs> Listen. So that's my quiet time. And then the if I sit with the dogs on the beach, that's another time. And it's not easy, Rob. Don't get me wrong. It hasn't all been rosy. I mean, there are times when I get like a bit down sometimes thinking, sure. oh, my God, I'm so tired. What am I doing? You know, and you're waiting for that next client and you're wondering, you see someone else working with a client. And you're like, what? I'm much better than them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
So that could be frustrating, but I'm learning every day. And I think it's important to invest in yourself and, and, and do courses and learn more because we never know everything. I don't know everything. I mean, I'll be the first to put my hands up and say I am crap at Instagram probably, you know, compared <laughs> to other people. You know, but I mean, I, I want to learn and it's just getting the time, finding the time to learn. And that's another reason I created Women's Inspire Network is because we don't have time to go to workshops. So at least we can do them from home, take a break from 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 our work and do a half an hour workshop uh, webinar on Facebook ads or Instagram or whatever. Actually, we have some coming up on Instagram, Rob. Oh, but you're not a member. Right. <laughs> but, you know what I mean, uh, just but, you know, this is the thing, you know, and, and, and that's why I created it yeah. for that reason. You know? Yeah, I find Instagram a tough nut to crack a little bit myself. Not saying now I have, you know, whatever number, hundreds. I'm still trying to get past a thousand followers in, in Twitter. But Instagram, it fluctuates up and down. But again, trying to market a podcast, I don't know if, if, if it's the, the right platform. But it's just, again, like that, I'm learning all the time and trying to come up with new approaches and putting out, you know, MailChimp uh, newsletters and whatnot just to try and continually probe at all the different areas and i think one of the things i suppose i'm getting more comfortable with and it's probably back to you is that f- reluctance to kind of ask the question too many times or i don't want to piss anyone off and it's like yeah. oh I, I, if i if i email that person the third time they'll think no, I'm, an I'm asshole. glad you did i'm glad you did because we had a bit of issues trying to get this together uh, because we're, we're, we're just so busy sometimes hmm. it's like yeah i'll get back to that and then i forget so it's not that you're being rude so do keep reaching out to people and you know they if, if they don't say no then that means you're still in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never said no. I said, yeah, yeah, I will. I will. I just have to get time to, you know, so. I know you're very busy. Uh, I'm going to let you go in two minutes. Um, at the start, we talked about Star Wars as one of your favorite movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What about books? Is there any, apart from your own book, um, is there any books that you would recommend to a listener that uh, could it be inspirational to get them moving in the right direction uh, that, that you found beneficial? Well, I'll be honest, I'm not great at reading books. Okay. okay? Um, but people to follow, I can recommend. Um, you know, I find um, Rebecca Radish is good when it comes to Twitter. Uh, Joe Calm, Ted Rubin, I love. It, it depends. There's a lot of people out there. But book-wise, when I was young, my first book that really stood out for me was Chicken Soup for the Soul. Okay. because it's it was the first book that showed me that you can feel better and that you're not alone i suppose so that was the nicest kind of book for me to find as a child okay chicken. teenager i think okay yeah good good uh, recommendation any other movies that you recommend any other favorite films scent of a woman scent of a woman Al Pacino. oh yeah very good the tango scene i just love it i just love that movie <laughs> Um, movies uh, Tom Hanks I love Tom Hanks Castaway Philadelphia you know there's like I, I just love Tom Hanks um, I like the odd you know Disney is great yeah. <laughs> Walt Disney I love Walt Disney movies because I have to go with my daughter to see them but Bambi you can't beat Bambi <laughs> good for a bit of escapism yeah 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 but Star Wars, Aliens 2 is my favourite as well. Sigourney oh. Weaver, she's fab. Um, Paul, the funny movie about the alien. Oh, I yeah, love that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, you know, I don't really go to the movies much either, but, you know, the, definitely there are ones that stick out for me. Anything really, um, you know, Tom Hanks, I suppose, and Star Wars related, yeah. Okay, very good. Well, hopefully uh, in the future you'll you'll get to talk to, to Mark Hamill as we started off with and we, we'll wrap up <laughs> with that. 
Samantha, I think during the conversation, I've learned lots. I've taken some notes. I really appreciate you taking the time. Just to wrap it up, is there other ways people can get in touch apart from the the Tweeting Goddess website and the, the hashtag? How can they get more connected or involved in your, your your movement, I guess? Yeah, I suppose the Women's Inspire Network is the best and the most cost-effective way to kind of get the tips and get on my radar as well because I do offline events as well. I do two events a year, two big ones. We 250 female entrepreneurs in a room there last last two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's the best way to get on my radar. It's the best way to build relationships with others just like you. So womensinspirenetwork.com. So it's women's with an S, inspirenetwork.com. And then Tweeting Goddess on Twitter is the best way to get me really. Brilliant. And you're very responsive, even though you have 45,000 followers. I don't know how you managed to, to, to say hello to everybody. So that's that's really good. Uh, well, not everybody tweets me. All right. Okay. They're intimidated. <laughs> cool. Samantha, look, I'll get let you go. Get ready for your next session. I think you said you have something at 11. So yeah, time, social time. media analytics we're talking about. Social um, media with, analytics. With com. So have a look at talkwalker.com. It's great for big companies that want to keep an eye on their competitors and what they're doing and be able to make more of an impact on social media. So Brilliant. About Very good. All right. Well, great start to a Monday, Samantha. Thanks so much. I will leave it there. And I will let you know, certainly in advance of me putting this out, it'll probably be a couple of weeks down the road, but we'll, we'll connect yeah. it before that. Grand and Rob, um, please do keep in touch. Yeah, no, thanks so much, Samantha. Have a have a great day. I appreciate it. You too. Lovely to meet you. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, just before you go, so number one, the newsletter. I'd love if you signed up. I have over a thousand signups. You'll get a note just before an episode's released every week. And if you don't like it, just unsubscribe. It's on the site. Click on the homepage, and you can sign up from there. Number two. The podcast is growing. Listeners are going up and up, and I'd like to continue to do so. So, would you be interested in supporting what I do? No obligations, but I've set up a Patreon page, which uh, is something a lot of podcasters are doing and other artists, I say loosely, and you can support it by donating for per an episode or, or just in general. That would help me improve marketing, improve everything I guess I'm doing and try and maybe even get to the point where I can get a guest or two on and pay them for their time so that would be great if you think there's some value in listening to the show maybe you'd like to instead of buying that seventh cup of coffee during the week you could donate the two or three euros to the show totally up to yourself if you've got richer by the one percent better podcast maybe you could donate and help it grow and how do you do so? You just go to the support page on the website, click on support, you'll see the Patreon image, click there, and it's pretty straightforward after that. Okay, that's that. What is your story? What are you getting from the show, if anything? Send me a note, email me about that. I would love to read out your story, be it anonymous or whatever, if you want your name read out, and uh, that'll hopefully help others get something from it as well so that's really the the value the show is bringing you can get in touch through email it's at rob at rob of the twitter facebook 
Instagram at Rob of the Green. I'm on LinkedIn under my own Rob O'Donoghue name. Persistence is key with this. In the last few weeks, I have increased numbers, and that's just through marketing, through pushing things a little bit more. I'm going to keep doing that and get it out there. More people are hearing it. I'm gone over two minutes. I know that. If you have any ideas for guests that you'd like me to interview, I'm all ears. Get in touch. And finally, thank you so much for listening and telling people about it and liking it and sharing it it's so nice to get a an email from somebody i don't know and they tell me that they've got some from the show makes it all worthwhile i'm going to keep doing it i'm enjoying it and i'm going to say good luck thank you bye